the reason why our body feels calmer and we have these positive reactions when we see blue and we hear the bird song when we you know smell the rose it's it's because Welcome to Finding Your Spark again. My guest today is Sandy Schwartz. She's the founder and director of Echo Happiness Project. She's the author of the book, Finding Echo Happiness, Fun Nature Activities to Help Your Kids Feel Happier and Calmer, and a journalist specializing in environmental and wellness topics. Her work has been featured in the Washington Post, USA Today, National Geographic, Library Journal, Good Housekeeping, Chicken Soup for the Soul, uh, Mind Body Green, and more. Her mission is to help people to build a nature habit to feel happier and calmer. Welcome. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. I'm so pleased that you could uh, come with us here with us today. Um, I am particularly interested in this concept of a, of a habit of, right? Because we always talk about joy here, right? So I'm always talking about, are you going back to your habit of happiness, of joy? So a habit of nature as our connector is a really interesting topic. Can you say a little bit about that? Yes. So, you know, we're told a lot to build habits, other positive habits in our life, whether it be exercise, drinking water, um, meditation, even a gratitude practice. And so I, uh, through my research, you know, I pulled together all of those other positive psychology tools like gratitude and fitness and, and um, creative arts and mindfulness, but through a nature lens because nature provides so many incredible um, health benefits. And so Building that into our everyday habit um, routine can you know, help us reduce stress, feel better physically, emotionally. And so, yeah, and, you know, I think people get a little intimidated by it because they think a well, nature habit, you know, now I got to go hiking and biking and, and you know, um, camping out. But it's really quite simple, actually. It's really just integrated, integrating it into our everyday routine and kind of just reframing what we already do and adding some nature in there. I like that. And I like that it's simple, that you're talking about something that's very simple. Now, you, you mentioned some health benefits. Can you talk a little bit about the mental health benefits of, of nature? Yes. Well, that's what's so fascinating about this, because for generations, for you know hundreds of years, we've known anecdotally, right? Like in cultures, like Native American culture, we, you know, they really are very involved in nature um, processes, you know, and so, but now we have the scientific backing and that is what I really focused on bringing all that scientific research together in one place. And so they have actually been able to measure cortisol levels decrease when we spend time out in nature. But the, the good part is, again, you don't have to immerse yourself for days on end in the woods. About 20 minutes a day is what they found does the trick. And uh, so again, you know, as they say with meditation, uh, you know, it's better to meditate five minutes a day every day than only, you know, 30 hours of, uh, you know, <laughs> or, or 24 hours in one day, you know, like a, a, lo a long period of time that we really want to try to spread it out. And of course, balance is key. 
So, so yes, stress reduction, and there's many reasons why, and I can go into that, why is nature so beneficial, which is very fascinating research behind that. So I, I want to dive into that in just a second, but before we get there, I'd love to know what brought you to this space with nature? Yes. So it were, was two kind of paths in my life going on um, kind of simultaneously. So uh, when I was in high school, I cleaned up a dirty river. Uh, I was part of the Nature Defense Club, big environmentalist, and that became my life's passion. I went on to college to be an environmental studies major. Uh, my master's degree was in government with an environmental policy focus and my master's thesis. I went on um, my career to do a lot with environmental communications. I worked at the Environmental Protection Agency, National Academy of Sciences. And then I got married. I started to try to have my first child and discovered I had infertility issues, which then really, and on looking back on my life, I've always been a stressed out kid and, and had a lot of psychosomatic physical sensations throughout my life. But finding out I couldn't, you know, easily have a child and I had to deal with needles, which I had a big fear of. Uh, my big issue really is um, health anxiety. And so finding out I had to go through all these infertility treatments with my health anxiety just really ramped things up. Plus you got the hormones <laughs> going crazy. So um, during that time, it was very stressful. And then after I did, I had a complicated birth. Uh, I did get pregnant. I had a complicated birth, had to be on bed rest. Um, he's doing great now. He's 14. He's amazing. He's in high school. But um, his, his start to life was a little difficult. Um, and, and I actually struggled with postpartum anxiety, although I didn't know what it was at the time. So I was very revved up, very nervous. I was, you know, my heart's racing. And I wanted to know, how can I deal with this besides just popping a pill, right? The doctors are just like, here, here's a pill. And I'm like, I don't know about that. That's going to make me feel weird. So I went through this journey of exploring what are some natural ways to gain, regain balance in my life. And that's where I discovered positive psychology methods like mindfulness and eating certain foods that we know can help us feel calmer, fitness routine creative arts and having flow, gratitude practice. And then I, and I have been blogging and writing articles about it for years. And I realized, you know, I wanted to write a book about this and bring it all together because there's nowhere, you know, and in my, ch I have the chapters, you know, creative arts, mindfulness, gratitude. Um, nobody else had done that. And I just think the research is fascinating. It's cutting edge and it's, it's a, it's a handbook for people now um, that I hope, I can help so they don't have to, you know, go through what I did. I called the anxiety quick, um, quicksand when you're just sinking and it's getting worse and worse and it's very hard to get out of. So I hope this is a positive tool to help people. Yeah, it's a very interesting thing when you uh, notice that when you're someone who doesn't have anxiety and then you notice that you're having anxiety, um, it, it really can be alarming. I know that uh, I really had never experienced what I think other people would have called anxiety, you know, my level of anxiety when I felt it was apparently minuscule, <laughs> but I did not know that. Right. Of course. And so I would deal with it right away. But, um, uh, uh, when my husband passed away, I had a whole different relationship to the world. And there were certain things that would kind of trigger this physiological response in me. And I was like, I, what is, what is this one called? We, this is not good. Let's, 
let's do something about this, right? And so that aspect of grounding yourself, of spending time in nature, of finding a way to um, to dissipate the excess energy that's in your body is uh, is really an important thing to think about when we when we do have nervousness or anxiety or anything like that. Um, did you in that early time period did you use nature in that way? Yes, um, of course I did a lot of walking outside, especially with the stroller. <laughs> And this is really interesting. So I, I have a second child, um, a daughter's four years younger. And during that process, um, I also, with both children with pregnancies, I had acupuncture to help the process because I knew I was going through IVF. And so, you know, that helps the whole process um, in many, many ways. And again, for someone who with health anxiety, who's had a fear of needles my whole life, acupuncture itself was a big hurdle for me to get over. Now I love acupuncture and I turn to it with other issues that come up and it's been very, very helpful. But as far as nature, something as simple as I remember um, laying there in the acupuncturist office on the table and having these meditative visions, you know, it was a, it was a mindfulness exercise of visualizing, you know, being in nature with this future family. I remember this this very clear vision of holding hands, you know, with my my husband and my 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 son, and then this future child that would be there, and like dancing on the uh, on the beach. Um, I also spent a lot of time really visualizing, you know, a happy place like laying on the beach, and so that's what's interesting about the benefits of nature. It doesn't you don't necessarily have to be immersed in it. Sometimes it's just looking at a, a photo. It could even be looking at something on a screen. It could be having these, you know, visualizations, meditation exercises. It could be listening. You know, it's all about getting the senses to move from that hyped up, worrisome, you know, mode to transferring that energy to something more positive. And nature just over and over shows that. Uh, of course, music does too. So you can combine these tools, like combine music and nature, combine painting and nature, um, combine meditation, right, and nature. Make sure you're visualizing something that, that like a tree or animals. So yeah, it, it's really fascinating how, how it works. So when you're in distress, like we talked about, you can easily see that, that is a, there's a sort of solution-oriented right, uh, thing there going on. Um, now what happens when we're in a good place, right? And so we've got this nature habit already. It's in our lives, say, and we're out 20 minutes a day walking outside or sitting outside or whatever it is. Uh, and so how does that impact from, from good to better? Do you have any experience with that? Well, that's interesting because... I think what can happen, and, and it's happened to me, you know, um, and, and I will say that other tools have helped me as well manage anxiety. For example, um, cognitive behavioral therapy has been very important. A lot of my um, managing the way my brain thinks to not always have catastrophic thinking. So it's a whole, you know, toolkit of what, you know, eating well, right? Like, and I even talk about, you know, I have a food chapter too. And one of the first things I did was cut out caffeine, right? 
So as you, you make these choices and they become a habit, very, and as you said, something very easily can trigger right back into an anxiety quicksand. Um, for me, uh, the most recent, well, anytime there's a health issue, <laughs> that usually happens to me. Um, but the other thing was I, I actually really prospered during the lockdown. I am an introvert. Uh, you know, I love being at home. I love reading and writing. And there's so much I, I love. I'm a homebody. I loved lockdown. When lockdown went away, I went into a tailspin. And it was, I had to go back to the basics. I had to go back to some therapy, go back to what can I do to become more balanced. And so we, it, we, it's best if we keep at it every day because when we slip, then that's, you know, if we don't have that kind of support on a daily basis, a weekly basis, we, when we're triggered, then it could get be worse than it otherwise would be if we had those tools. You know, if you're already going for that daily walk, if you stop doing it and then you get triggered, it could be, it could be disastrous. You know, you got to start all over. So it's kind of good to stay at that at least a level. <laughs> and, and it's fun. Nature can be fun. You know, once you're feeling healthy and good and positive, now you have that energy to maybe try a new sport or, you know, go on a hike or do something that's more physically um, challenging. All right. Okay. So let's, Let's get into some of the physiological information. What happens when we go in nature? Yes, yeah, so it's really the sensory, the changes based on our senses. And so we have um, visual sense, the, you know, our sight, vision. So part of that is color. There are certain colors that trigger different feelings in us. For example, blues and greens have been found to calm us down, right? Reds, oranges, yellows kind of make us a little bit, you know, more energized. So if we're looking to, if we're gloomy, it's better to have that, those brighter colors. If we're feeling a little too hyped up, it's nice to be around the blues and the greens. There's a whole book called Blue Mind, um, and that covers everything about water and that connection we have to the blues, you know, blue colors of water and then everything else water offers as well. So um, there's also fractal patterns. They, fractal patterns are these patterns that just naturally occur in nature. Um, the swirl of a shell, snowflakes, petals of a flower, the, the you know, leaves of a tree, you see the repetition. Well, the researchers have found when they, you know, connect people's, you know, they, they look at their brain waves and we are just naturally soothed by those patterns. I guess it's kind of like symmetry when they study um, like people's faces and, you know, what we're more attracted to. A lot of that has to do with symmetry. So I think that it's, a, it's the same relationship with nature. So that's just vision, right? <laughs> There's um, this touch textures. And, you know, what's really important with that is if you're having a panic attack, one of the best things you can do is, um, you know, one of my little tricks is to touch different um, textures. And so you can easily do that with nature. There's so many incredible, um, you know, warm, gooey, soft, fuzzy, you know, wet, all of that. And every time you are, in, you know, really engaging with those 
different sensations, it distracts your mind. Um, what else? We have sounds. You know, over and over again, the research shows that the most soothing sounds are what flowing water, or waves, and bird song. And one one research study showed that people who listen to bird song, birds chirping, versus a human voice meditation app, actually they were more they were calmer with the bird song, with the nature, and not necessarily outside, just listening to it. I actually have a recording that I did early in my career, in another career, actually, uh, when I was a sound designer on Broadway, I have this, I made this recording and it really came from that space of understanding that the human body behaves differently when it can hear outside, when it can hear the sounds of nature. And so the, I have a CD about that exact thing. That's, that is that exact thing. I, it, it, there's no voice on it. You know, it's just nature sounds and, um, and actually two versions of it, which is interesting, right? Because uh, I did a version of it that has this incredible uh, chase that these hawks did, like they were chasing each other, but it was, it really caused a lot of anxiety right? So I went back and said, oh, super cool, not for calming down, <laughs> right? So you gotta, and also there's been a lot of research around bees, listening to the systems of hives of bees that can reorganize our thinking and help us to become uh, more centered and organized. And so, yeah, sound is a, is a really big, big part of uh, how we be in the world as humans, Yes. And it is true that uh, some one researcher warned and said, you know, not all nature sounds are soothing. That's you know, exactly what I was saying. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. And actually, when you think about it, there are so many negative or not calming uh, sounds in our entire environment. I mean, with uh, the leaf blowers and the airplanes and the traffic, I and mean, there's so much that you know, it's actually challenging to find what does soothe us. And, and so it's important to find to find that because it's a huge element to, to helping us feel better, for sure. Sometimes it's nice to have that kind of thing, uh, a, a way to actually just play a sound uh, on an internal environment, a controlled environment for that exact reason, because we live in cities or we live in neighborhoods where there's just a lot of people around and a lot of activity. And so cars going by, people taking care of their lawns, all of that kind of stuff. Um, it's hard to, to hear what's really going on for the other species that we're around. But when you go out in nature, when you really say, okay, I'm going to go to the park, I'm going to take a walk in a park. I'm going to go on a little hike. I'm going to, um, one of the places that I lived near for a very long time, uh, was a museum and had beautiful nature walks behind it. You know, I think there are a lot of uh, public spaces like that in many States where we can, um, we can find it. We can find it without the airplanes and the cars and all of the things that get in the way, so whether it's controlled environment or, or you're lucky enough to live someplace where it's available to you in, in, uh, out, out there in the real world. There's so many gems out there. You know, that's the other part of building the habit is, you know, people are, you know, where do I start? What do I do? You know, I always start with what you love, start with where you are, 
you know, start with just looking out a window, getting on your balcony, getting in your backyard if you have one, and then just kind of expand your, you know, perimeter of what, what is around you with nature. You know, I can walk to two different parks, you know, where can I go to take a 10 minute drive, a 20 minute, you know, um, uh, two hours, you know, start expanding and you'll just find so many amazing, um, you know, natural areas, botanical gardens, zoos, <laughs> parks, the beach, the lakes, wherever. And, and it's all what you make of it. And then the key, the key to all of it is being mindful when you're, when you are on that walk, when you are, even if when you're eating in your backyard to take that moment and, you know, actually enjoy that you know, with all your senses, you know, you're feeling the, the wind on your arm, your skin, you're, you're taking in the colors of the flowers, the trees, paying attention to the birds that are flying above. You know, that's really the biggest tip is to, to focus on, to focus on it and enjoy it. Cause you can go on that walk and you may not see anything, right? If you are worried and talking on your phone or distracted, um, but if you pay attention, you will see so many incredible, so much incredible nature for sure. So there's a certain element of willingness that you're talking about here, where you, you sort of become present and say, I'm willing to be here in my body in this moment. And I'm willing to let go of what needs to be done and what has been done and you know, what messes I need to clean up in my life and uh, what messes I need to avoid in the future in my life and sort of really be willing to take this moment to be present in it. And, and I like that you're pointing out that that's really a key to the happiness part of the echo happiness. Um, I wonder, uh, you know, when we do that, are there things that are automatic that can help us do that? Like one of the, the things that I know about is grounding, is taking your shoes off, right? So is that a part of the research that you've done or, or, or been a part of that experience for you in any way? So that is one way that you can do it, right? And I think what I really wanted to provide was an I check like every chapter is checklist of ideas, oh, right? I love that. That's there, great. Yeah, there's not just one way. Nice. Some people will never, you know, go and do earthing in their backyard. Now, the thing with earthing is just really taking your shoes and socks off and and being on the ground. Well, everybody does that when they go to the beach. So actually, they're willing to do it there, but they're not going to really do it, you know, go in their backyard or or in the mud. But I bet you they they would do it and they don't even realize they're doing it. Um, you know, I'm just trying to think what else. It's really just, it's kind of, you know, the more our society is just, has these distractions with the dings on our phones and all the social media and this constant gratification culture um, and all the frustration with the news and current events, all this stuff. It's really just about getting back to the basics. And I think I was going to mention this earlier, but a lot of this has to do with the fact that we forget that we are really animals at the end of the day. And a lot of it is based on this concept known as biophilia, which is essentially an instinct we have to connect to nature. And that's what they, you know, again, the, the experts believe 
a lot of the reason why our body feels calmer and we have these positive reactions when we see blue and we hear the bird song, when we, you know, smell the rose, it's, it's because that's just like how we were created. And it's been like that for, for many, many generations. And we just are living in a very opposite way now. And so we need to go back and build a habit, even though that's how people used to live. Yeah, when they were in agrarian cultures, they were living outside all the time. <laughs> yeah, there's constant progress, isn't there? I, I, I always laugh a little bit about the idea that uh, if somebody had seen us from 100 years ago out running for exercise, they would be like, what the heck? You know, life is hard enough. You don't have to do that. Right. Uh, but life is actually not that hard, right? Compared to 100 years ago, 200 years ago. Life is way easier for all of the progress that we've made. But then we have to make these adjustments to get the benefit of the things that we're not doing. Oh, exactly. So right. We used to have to go get the water. Now we just turn on the tap. <laughs> yeah, that's a very, very good point. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now, of course, we're going to link to your book. So... Uh, People can just click the link. Uh, but are there other ways that people can get in touch with you, keep up with what you're up to uh, and what you've got going on? Sure. Yeah. And there's a lot of information on the website. You know, I, I typically am writing about two blog posts a month. And then there's other interviews that, you know, people can watch. Um, I have a free quiz um, on the homepage. And that's really fun. No matter what age you are, it is written for a parent to take for their child, but it's fun even, I think we're children at all age, right? And um, you take the quiz and it basically, um, you end up getting an email with suggestions based on how you answer the quiz on what type of nature activities to try. So there's different categories like um, travel and adventure, mindfulness, creative arts. So depending on you know your interest, that's where you can really get started. Because I think a lot of people get a little overwhelmed with, well, you know, what should I do? It's as simple as okay, instead of painting, uh, or you know, if you're into art, instead of drawing or painting a building or a person, why don't you try a flower or a tree? You know, and then you'll have all those benefits. Um, so yeah, uh, ecohappinessproject.com. There's tons of information there. If you have a book club, I have a free book club guide too. So um, just, uh, and then social media, Facebook and Instagram at Get Eco Happiness. Great. And that will all be linked as well so that people can, uh, if they're less of an auditory uh, person typing it out, then they can just click on through and get directly there. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I want to remind our listeners uh, that you can also, of course, go to donalyn.blog and get more information, links to the two podcasts that we have now and take the joy roadmap quiz. So really fun that we've got all these uh, playful quizzes for you today. Um, and that will really give you a sense of where you are on that roadmap to joy and what the next steps are for you to be able to get a little closer, a little closer, a little closer to a completely joyous life. So thank you so much for being here today, Sandy. It really has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it.